So today we are talking about um, starting your day right. Uh, I don't know about you, but um, this time period, kind of around Labor Day and all, you sort of finding yourself getting back in your groove, right? Uh, where you, uh, all this stuff you've been doing during the summer or going here or there or uh, the kids have been out of school and uh, it's time to kind of get yourself back in uh, maybe the routine uh, that you're a part of. And when I, when I think about all that, I usually want to evaluate um, my time with God and how that's working out, maybe how I've gotten messed up uh, in certain ways because of my schedule or whatever, and how to, uh, how to come together that. So I don't know of any better way to start your day uh, than to slowly and calmly uh, have some time, quiet time with God. You know, if I start out rushed, I stay rushed. Is that how you are? You know, if you get up late and you're rushed, it seems like the whole day is, is rushed. Um, if I start my day um, in a hurry, then I usually spend the whole day uh, in a hurry trying to, trying to catch up. But if I spend my, my morning and I start my day with God, uh, I usually feel God's presence with me uh, throughout the day. Uh, so I hope maybe that's the way it is with you. Uh, I have a choice to make. If I start my day with God, he stays in the front of my mind all day long. It's like that continuing conversation that gets started with him and it lets God set the agenda in my life, in your life, and it lets him set the pace. Uh, that's really an important part. Letting him set the pace and it puts God in control if I start by just giving the first part of my day to him. Uh, now, I'll give you uh, like the, uh, the kind of the rule uh, that goes along with, with this. One of the rules is, um, you know, whatever challenges it is for you uh, spiritually or in your relationship with God, your quiet time with God, the most important rule in a quiet time is to slow down. Slow down. It probably sounds obvious, and maybe this whole sermon sounds obvious to you. But what I prayed for this service to be is that God would speak to you where you are about your time with him. Everybody's not at the same place. Maybe you have different needs than somebody else in the sanctuary today. But whatever, uh, whatever your need is, I'm pretty sure that you need to improve your ability to have time with God. Uh, so all of us uh, can improve that. So the first rule is to slow down. <clears throat> you have to slow down because God is never in a hurry. And you can't hear God's voice if you're rushing all the time. Uh, you have to slow down to hear what he wants to say to you. And that's why you have to maybe sometimes change your schedule or schedule it in or maybe get up a little bit earlier. Um, I love the verse from Matthew 11, 28, 29 says, are you tired? Worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that line uh, from, from the message. <clears throat> So he says, uh, watch how I do it. Spend time with me. Uh, spend time with Christ, getting into his word, reading about how Jesus lived his life. Walk with him, he says, and I'll give you rest. I'll show you how to do it. So that's the first thing if you're going to slow down for a quiet time. So what do we slow down for? Well, first, we slow down to read God's word. 
We slow down to read God's Word. That's where it all begins. Slow down to read His Word. Um, I'm so glad that you and I didn't have to figure out how to live a Christian life, how to be pleasing to God on our own. We have the Word of God. And God gave us the Holy Spirit that lives within us to give us direction. You know, the Bible is inspired by God through the Holy Spirit. It was inspired when it was written, and it's inspired when you read it, right? It's inspired when you read it because the Spirit that helped to bring the Word of God to pass is the Spirit that lives in us. Uh, you, you cannot live your life pleasing to God without the Word of God. You end up headed in the wrong direction. You'll be thinking, why didn't these things work out in my life? Why am I confused all the time? <coughs> It's not just enough to, you know, put the Bible in your house. You got to put the Bible in your heart. So are you hiding God's word in your, in your heart? Here's what the Bible says about itself. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do right. So if scripture is inspired by God, that means that God wants to meet you anywhere in his book. Anywhere along the way there, he's going to meet you there where the Spirit of God is going to strengthen you. Um, thinking, of, thinking about a quiet time, you know, God wants you to be a godly man. God wants you to be a godly woman. And so how are you going to do that? You know, when I was kind of, when I was growing up or young, younger in my faith, I remember them, you know, making it sound like, well, the best thing to do was just pray an hour a day. Pray an hour a day, right? Uh, so that was a little struggle. And then the next thing was you're supposed to read through the Bible like every year, right? You read through the whole thing. You know, so you, you, you get one of these King James Version uh, guidelines that's going to get you through there. And, you know, you got to read these, you know, however minutes a day or you got to read a certain number of chapters a day. Whew, I don't know about you, but I didn't do very good at all that. <laughs> I struggle with that. Um, you know, you, you're trying and you're sitting there and trying to read and then you wake up and realize you've dozed off in the middle of the thing. Um, and then you get behind and then you feel guilty because you're not, you're, and you're trying to catch up and then you can't catch up and you get, you know, you start in Genesis and, you know, that's kind of interesting and all that. And then you get in some of these, you know, Leviticus and Vagats and all these, you know, you get all that stuff going. It's just hard, isn't it, right? To, um, so so here, here's what I learned. I learned that Bible reading and prayer are not two separate activities. Bible reading and prayer are not two separate. They are part of two parts of a conversation. They are two parts of this conversation with God. That really uh, began to help me. Um, you know, so this, this quiet time when you, you know, you got, you got your Bible, whether it's on your phone or your printed Bible, or you, you got a little journal maybe where you can write something down, get your cup of coffee or whatever you drink in the morning, and you just go and spend a few minutes with the Lord. Uh, the verse I, um, I quoted there is Matthew 6, 6. Again, it's from the message. It says, here's what I want you to do. This is Jesus talking. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. So you're not trying to put on airs or impress God. He says, just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. 
So this quiet time is not just me trying to read through as much as I can. It's a conversation with God. And I always thought, well, since it's a conversation with God and he's God and I'm not, he's God and you're not, that we let him talk first, right? So you just say a prayer, Lord, I'm, I'm here, I'm willing, this is me. I want you to uh, open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart uh, today uh, to whatever uh, you want to say to me. And so then you start reading. Now, one of the things about having devotional times is find something that you can understand. You know, if you love old King James... I'm happy for you. Um, you know, if, if I read the King James, I read the new King James. <laughs> uh, but you also got, you know, a lot of times we have NIV here. I use it most of the time. Uh, but there, there's other translations. I mentioned the message. I put some on these outlines occasionally so you see other, the way other things sound. The New Living Translation is a fantastic one. The message is not really a translation. It's kind of a devotional writing that kind of helps you along. Um, a few people, I know some of you have bought like um, the, those Bibles with the NIV on one side and the message on the other side. That's, that's a really good one. I think Ms. Greta might have one of those where it can, you you can read NIV there, and it's kind of it's kind of helpful to you. you know, uh, Amazon, they have all that stuff right there. You can you can find that. So uh, we're we're trying to find where we can understand what God is saying to us. So in all of that together, help me to think about reading for depth rather than distance. Reading for depth rather than distance. In other words, I'm not speed reading the Bible. I'm not trying to figure out how can I read five chapters in the next 10 minutes or I got to cover a certain amount of it. I think reading for depth rather than distance makes a powerful dent. Now, now, now if you, if you want to read through the whole Bible, don't say pastor told me not to do it. No, I didn't say that. Um, if that's what you want to do and maybe once in a while, that's okay. But, you know, to, to put that pressure on you all the time is a little heavy. So realizing that you can, you can speed read or, you know, the Bible, being in the Bible, quiet time with God is more like exploration. It's like exploring. And when you explore something, you don't do it in a hurry, right, Dave? When you're looking for something, you've got to take time, right? Look around and find these different things that you're looking for. So you don't explore in a hurry. You take your time when you're exploring, and that's the way it is with the Scripture. You take your time and follow on. Here's what the Bible says about this idea of depth. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Blessed in what he does. So uh, that's a really interesting verse. So if, if this is, suppose this is the only verse that you're going to be able to read today. So what could you do? Um, well, maybe you, have a, maybe you have a pencil or a pen. Maybe there's one right there in front of it. Maybe grab it right there. Make sure you've got something to write with if you don't already. And, and let's look at this verse. What does it say? It says, but the man, uh, actually it could be translated the man or the woman. It's talking about a person, whoever it is. It's not just talking about men. But it says, but the, the man or woman who looks intently. So think about that. I underlined the word for you there, but maybe circle that or the idea of looks intently. You know, looks is the idea of not just, not just glancing at something and looking away, but looking intently, gazing deeply. Intently is on purpose. And so I'm 
He's saying the person who looks intently, who gazes carefully, comes in humility. He says, who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. So you got this phrase, perfect law. He's talking about the word of God. And he's saying, as we look into the word of God, the word of God that gives freedom. So I circled freedom right there. Looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. Now you need freedom and I need freedom. And if you come looking into the word of God, he says it's the perfect law. It gives freedom. It's the law, but it doesn't give bondage. It doesn't give rules and regulations simply for us to follow. It brings freedom to you. Do you you long for that freedom? Like on a daily basis, being with him, letting the word of God encourage you and draw you toward, uh, toward God. So he's saying, look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this. Continues to, so you don't do it, just do it once. You just don't have a quiet time or a devotional time once in a while. It's a habit. You do it over and over and over again. Have you kind of given up? on spending time with God in the word. Maybe you used to do better or maybe you got, you got, you got your schedule all changed around and you haven't been spending time in the word of God. Go back to the word. Be in the word every day because it brings freedom and direction to us day after day after day. It continues to do it over and over and over again um, for the, the word to speak to us. And then he says, not forgetting what he has heard. Not forgetting what he has heard. Now, God will speak to you through the word of God. And I like to say, read the word of God with your ears, not just with your eyes. You know, he's, he's saying there, not forgetting what you have read. He didn't say that, right? He said, not forgetting what you have heard. Uh, and he says, what you have heard and then doing it. Do it, putting it into practice. So he's saying you're going to hear from God through his word, and then you're going to be able to put it into practice and bring application to that. And the person who does that will be blessed in what he does. Uh, Now, see, if that was the only verse you got to read today, look how much you got out of that. Uh, You know, this this coming Tuesday, uh, we will start our fourth year in a men's Bible study where we've been studying one verse at a time. We studied this verse. Uh, and uh, I, I just encourage you, don't, don't to be uh, so concerned about the how much, but how deep can you go? Can you read these words and then not just take a glance at it, but allow the Spirit of God to speak to you through the words that he's saying? And now, why, why, why would you do that with God? Because he says, read it intently. Uh, to, uh, he says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's the words of David. So slowing down to read God's word. Um, the bottom down there of your outline says, uh, slow down to not only read God's word, but to hear God voice, to hear God's voice. So, you know, we say, well, what, what is this scripture saying to us? Uh, what, what is God trying to accomplish? Uh, do, you, uh, do you hear God's voice? Um, now, I'm not talking about one of them special moments where you kind of feel God moving in. I'm just talking about God speaking to you every day. Do you really believe that God wants to speak to you every day? He does. He desires that. Look at this verse from Isaiah 50, verse 4. It says, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. 
Wow, that's a great verse that every morning is kind of an awakening. So you think your alarm clock is supposed to wake you up. No, it's God through his word waking up your spirit. So looking around and hearing uh, what he has to say to us. You know, maybe we don't hear from God because we, maybe we're too busy. Maybe we get ourselves busy and don't, don't hear what's happening there. But God wants to speak to us. You know, he wants to give us a sense of margin where we can hear uh, from him. Um, you know, some of you, I'm sure, are not morning people. You know, you got you to gotta get that black stuff in you before you even can, can do anything. But I, I just encourage you, go to bed a few minutes earlier. Uh, find some way to get in your schedule just to have a few minutes because God really wants to hear from you. You know, one of the, one of the questions, I'll just kind of add this in for a second. One of the questions I often get is people will say, well, how, how, do, how does God speak to, to you? Uh, well, I'll give you two thoughts. Uh, one is that when God speaks to you, it's like being pulled, not being pushed. See, if you feel pressure, so I, like the sale's going out. If you don't, if you don't get, you got to get it. It's been five more minutes. It's going to be gone. You, and you feel that pressure. You got, you know, there's, there's pressure to do something. And then there's the kind of the pulling or the, the, the allowing you to be drawn to him. That, that's one of the differences, I think, between my own self-talk or what the world is trying to put pressure on me about. Rather, it's kind of like my little granddaughter. I love her. She's fantastic. And so, you know, she's walking around now. She's walking pretty good. She's talking a lot. They moved her up to the next little grade level at the little preschool because she was the most verbal one. <laughs> we all know what that means, right? So, uh, <clears throat> so I'm, you know, I'm playing with her, watching her, whatever. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm like coaxing her. Like, we're going to do this little thing, and I want her to walk this direction. I want her to go this direction. And so I'm saying, come on, honey. Come on, Allie. Uh, you know, and so I'm in, just encouraging her. And she's, she's coming along, and then kind of in the middle of it, then the, the dog comes running up, and she's startled. And like that, and then she's big-eyed, and she's, am I going to be able to make it? I said, oh, it's okay, honey. He's, he's fine. Come, just come on. That's the voice of God, right? The voice of God is saying, it's okay. I'm, I'm with you here. Come on, you're, you're my child. I'm watching. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get hurt. I'm. I'm. I'm walking with you. Come on, with me. That. That's the voice of God. Another way that you can tell it's the voice of God is that uh, the Bible tells us that God speaks in uh, a still small voice. That verse from First Kings says, "And the, behold, the Lord." passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord and the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice you know that's the way God spoke to people in, throughout the scripture he spoke to Moses he spoke to Deborah he spoke to Mary and he said come on come on I know you're a little girl, Mary, but I'm going to use you. I know you're afraid right now, but I, I, need, I need a mom because the world needs a savior. Come to me. Come to me. Uh, when he's talking about 
this still small voice uh, coming, you know, you wonder sometimes, why would, he, why would he say that? Why would he do it that way? Why did he speak in a still small voice to a prophet Elijah? Well, I don't know for sure why he did, you know. Um, this dude was awesome. He was an amazing prophet of God. But I wonder if God spoke in a still small voice because you have to be close to hear the whisper. You got to be nearby. So he's encouraging him and encouraging us to be close to him, to stay close, to be near to him. So we slow down to read the word of God. We slow down to uh, be able to, uh, to hear God's voice. And then the last one there is slow down to respond in prayer. Respond in prayer. The Bible reading and prayer are two parts. They go together. So now we're talking to God, talking to God in prayer. You begin to say back to God, maybe what he said to you in that scripture. Um, maybe he's talked to you about something, a need in your life. And in this quiet time, in your prayer, you're talking to, to give him an awareness that you've received what he said. You know, the Bible is an emotional book. Uh, so there's, there's emotions. We have feelings. We uh, feel... It, things in our prayers as we call on God together. You know, God hears out loud prayers, God hears screaming prayers, and God hears silent prayers. Psalm 55 verse 1 says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Let my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. You notice in there he's giving different ways that that he's asking God, he's asking God to respond to his words. Hear, give ear to my words. Give ear to my sighing. You know, I don't say many words when I'm sighing, right? You're just filled with, with, with questions and confusion and crying, or a cry out to God. Sometimes all you can do is cry. Sometimes all you can do is sigh. Uh, he gets it. The prayer doesn't have to be like in complete sentences. He's our father. You know, he's, he, you're talking to him as your best friend. Prayer is the language of the heart that he isn't looking to be impressed. He simply wants you to communicate with him. So what's the ultimate objective of this time with God? The ultimate objective is not to study about Christ, but to spend time with Christ. It's not just to know more about Christ, but to spend more time with Christ, to spend time with him. So your devotions are not just a study about Jesus. It's an, an effort to spend time with Christ. Don't you like to spend time with the people that you love? Isn't it amazing that a loving God would be willing to spend time with us? He wants to spend time with you. So I decided to give you like a, a little outline. Maybe you got something you already do, and that's fantastic. But here's 15 minutes alone with God. Very simple thing. All these start with R, so we'll, uh, we'll highlight these. Number one, the first one is relax. Relax. You cannot hear from God if you're in a hurry. Uh, you might kind of hear from him, but if you're going to really hear from him, speak to your heart, be still. Lord, I'm here. I want to hear from you today. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. So if you want to know God, want to be in relationship with God, be still doesn't mean that you don't do anything. doesn't mean that you don't say anything. What it means is that you're calm, that you're relaxed, that you're settled, that instead of freaking out, that you're calmly waiting to hear from God. And God is saying, 
I got you. I got this. So let's be calm and be still and know that God is present. So relax. Number two is read. Read. Uh, remember, you're going to let God start the conversation. You're not going to start by telling him everything. So you're not praying an hour and then trying to read something from God. No, you're just telling him, I'm listening. And so you start reading along. Um, you know, you got to decide where you're going to read. Sometimes, you know, uh, just finding some place in the New Testament, you know, starting in the middle of the book of Chronicles is probably not your greatest idea. Uh, maybe you'll get there one of these days, but um, you can just find a verse that is going to be meaningful to you. And so you read about things that Jesus is saying, or you read about a story in the scripture. You read about the miracle of his birth or baptism or his teaching, read about his death and resurrection, ascension, all of those kind of things that are, that are in the gospel. Um, what you're saying is Psalm 119, 18, open my eyes to see the wonderful things in your word. So I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm reading something from his word. I'm not in a hurry. Then number three is reflect. Relax, read, ref reflect. Um, this is like meditating on the scripture. Now, I'm not talking about like some kind of crazy Eastern meditation where you sit and hold your arms and say, mm, or whatever. You know, that's like the emptying of your mind. And we don't, we don't talk about it that way. Biblical meditation is filling your mind with the words of God. Filling your mind and then reflecting on what he uh, has to say to us. Psalm 119.97 says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. So if I'm, if I'm meeting with him early, then I know that he's going to be speaking to me all day long. Isn't that the way it is, guys? Some of you that go to the Bible study, we think about that verse all day long, don't we? Uh, you can't hardly not think of it. It's like he teaches you something and then he brings it up during your day and he's working in you. He's saying, I meditate on it all day long. It just keeps coming to mind. He says, I meditate on it all day. So I've reflected on it. So uh, I read, I mean, I relax, read, reflect. Then how about this? We'll, we'll call this record. Uh, I, you know, the difference between reading the Bible and, and kind of meditating or studying on the Bible is writing something down. Uh, so you write down uh, what might be helpful. Maybe you write out the meaning of something that you, that you understood in the scripture there. Or maybe you write out a point of clarity about something that God has given you direction about, something practical. You know, if you, really, if you can't write something down, maybe you didn't really fully understand what he was saying there. But if you write it down, uh, it'll be something that he'll remind you of. So what are you seeing in the scriptures? What are you writing down? Because we are called to be a doer of the word and not not just a hearer only. Uh, another benefit of writing it down is it creates a record that God met you in the scripture. You had a meeting with Jesus through his word. Um, so you have this encounter with the living God and he's encouraging you and he's building your faith and he's helping you to be stronger. Um, a lot of times you might, you might figure out that you, you know what you want to do. You know what you want to say, but he might change your mind. He might change your perspective on that very thing that you're going to be dealing with that way. Um, it's a benefit of being in his presence, reading and meditating on his word, and then allowing that application to be applied uh, directly uh, to you. He says in Psalm 102, verse 18, let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. <laughs> That's us. 
That's us. For a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. So relax, read, reflect, uh, record. And then number five is uh, request. So this is your prayer time. If you finish your time with God by talking to God, what he's shown you, writing down prayers that you have uh, for today. I realized the other day when I was writing a couple of things down I, that the Lord brought to my mind, I wrote them down and I thought, hmm, you know, I think I've been taking that for granted. Like it's some key little family things that I need to be praying about. And, you know, sometimes you, you say you're praying, but you're not really praying. Does you ever do that? Where, you know, it's in your brain. You know, I, I'm, I'm praying about that. We say phrases like that. And I thought, hmm, I haven't really been praying very much about that. Like, like very specifically a request. And it, it got my attention. I thought, Lord, I'm sorry about that. I've kind of just taken that for granted. Uh, you know, I'm praying about these other things on the list. But because I wrote these very common things down, all of a sudden I realized I need to be praying about that. So I'm dealing with my request. Um, recognizing what God is laying on my heart on that day. Uh, how is he going to build my faith through these things? First John five fourteen says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So, so we get that, right? He's teaching us his will. Uh, he's giving us a direction in the sense of his word. He wants us to pray biblically. Lord, this is what you said, so I'm asking you. I'm, I'm confessing to you what you said to me. I'm confessing what you laid on my heart. That you, uh, He's helping us to pray according to the scripture and to pray according to the will of God. Will, will we see more and more answers to prayer uh, as, as we wait uh, upon him. So he is not some angry father waiting on you to bring judgment against you. He is a loving God, a loving God that wants to meet with you every day. Um, what, a, what a good way to start your fall. Um, as we get ready to close, uh, before we pray, I just wanted you to take a moment or two if you would uh, think about uh, what, do, what do I need to be doing differently? Uh, how do I need to spend more time with God? Uh, am, I, am I reading the Bible? Do I need to read more? Do I need to get another translation that I can, that I can understand? If you struggle with that, call me, contact me. I'll help you uh, with that. Uh, if you uh, maybe plan a, figuring out your time, the time of your day and how it can go and uh, how to go about this. Maybe putting this, this is very simplistic, but it's, if you're not doing anything, it's a great thing to start with. Or maybe you can apply how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about your time with him, your time uh, with God. So it's, it's a time of exploration, slowing down to be able to hear God's voice, slowing down to respond to him in prayer. Don't race through the exploration. Take some time. Let there be some depth. Read with your ears and let God speak to you because God has something to say to you every single day. And he wants to hear back from you in conversation uh, that is prayer with him. So would you just bow with me a moment? And before I pray, we'll just take a few quiet moments and ask you to think about uh, what does God want you to do? How are you going to take some time uh, with him?
Let's bow. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we take these few moments at the close of this service today and ask you to speak to us. Lord, I know there's, um, there's some children in this room, and I pray that they would think about how, how do they spend time with God? How do they have the Word of God in their life or pray as a little child? I'm thankful, Lord, that you hear the voice of our children. Bless them as they as they learn what it means to walk with you and to follow you. Lord, I pray for our teenagers here today. Thank you for the youth of our church and just pray your blessings on them. I pray that they would, um, they would try, try it out to spend time with you. Instead of just trying to figure out every decision and every circumstance on their own, that Lord, they would, they would find direction from you uh, every day. When, when they don't know how to deal with a certain behavior or a certain attitude or a person in their life or some situation that just seems overwhelming to them, Lord, I pray that every day they would know that you want to talk to them, that you want to reveal yourself to them through the scripture, that you have something to say to even, even a young person, even if they, they don't even have any idea how to have a quiet time. Maybe they got it figured out, Lord, and they're really doing that well. But wherever they are, I pray that they would feel your in guidance and instruction to, to lead their life. Lord, would it be amazing if they started and spent a whole lifetime in quiet time with you every day? Lord, for every adult that's here, you, you know us, Lord. You know sometimes our busyness. You know the responsibilities that we have. You know the weariness of responsibilities and staying up too late or uh, not being able to be uh, at our sharpest and sometimes just being tired and weary. So, Lord, we pray that you would uh, teach us. Teach us how to manage our time better. Teach us to read your word. Teach us to take time to write it down and think about what you're saying to us. Uh, Lord, we, we are thankful that you didn't leave us without help. You provided the word. You provided the word, the Holy Spirit, to direct us, to guide us, to show us how to live. Lord, we, we continue to call on you. Uh, we know that you are drawing us to yourself. You're not just putting pressure on us or trying to make us do something that uh, maybe we're unsure of, but you're lovingly reaching out to us, just like that little granddaughter, drawing us to yourself. Help us to slow down to read your word, even if it's only a verse or two, to read it, to think about it, to slow down enough to hear your voice and then be able to respond in prayer. Lord, we look to you for direction. We look to you for strength. We pray that you would give us the discipline to be able to put these things into practice so that we can truly be people of the word people following Christ, that we can follow you faithfully day after day after day as we continue to walk with you.
We love you so much, Lord. We give you all praise and we celebrate you. Be with us now and we pray all of this for your help in Jesus' great name. Everybody said together, amen.